So am I am I right that Anthony has the next choice? That's right. It's very exciting. It came prepared. I hope it's Red Notice on Netflix. That would be a good one. <laughs> would it? <laughs> There's there are things to discuss about every different type and quality of movie. That's true. And how like we need new movie stars in 2021. Do you not like those three movie stars? They're the same. I guess that they are movie stars since they're in every movie. What movie is this? Red, Red Notice. Notice with The Rock and Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. Well, um, yeah. Dwayne, The Rock, he just like is famous because of his like saturation of the market, right? Like he, <laughs> yeah. Like he's just like, I'll be in everything. Yeah. I read a really interesting article about Ryan Reynolds, how he's made a smart decision in his last several movies to be to be like kind of who he is and but also to get beat up so like to be this like movie star like character who's who's like you maybe don't want to like but then if they have an obstacle and and if if you do like him, that's great because you go to the movie. And if you don't like him, then the movie <laughs> is largely about him getting beat up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, he sort of found a way to that the, the specific way that he comes off for people to like portray roles that that works for him. Did you see Free Guy? I did. Yes. And I can't think of another one. I'm sure he's in a bunch of them. <laughs> the dead Deadpool movies. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. Do you have a, oh, a, a I, no the red notice? I'm sure it's awful. No, I'm sure it's fine not to do the red notice on next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure what you have is gonna be so much better. <laughs> Did you go see Dune? I did. Are we going to have Dune chat today? I'd I didn't love watch to. it. Sean, you didn't? I thought you I had almost like a, watched it last night. Don't you have like a movie pass? I did, and it expired. They tr- I, they don't give you warning when it's going to run out, and they're going to start charging your credit card. So I've I would watch an eye on it, and they charged me once, and I'm like, all right, I'll give you this month, and then I'm out. And so I would it watch it at the theater. The I yeah. think it was worth the theater <clears throat> ticket. I paid eleven dollars for a matinee, and it was so worth the ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine them using the voice just watching it on a TV. If Unless you have sense. a good sound system, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we used our uh, stimulus money last year on. Uh. Yeah, I I won't say anything. I just want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica's coming on, right? She gave a thumbs up, I thought. 
Yeah, I just texted her. She says she's just running a little behind. That's what Mayor says too. And I sent Rachel um, the the link. Which movie was it last month that Anthony missed? Was it Lady Hawk? Lady Hawk. Did you watch it? No. Oh man, I, I, I would have to get had your I, thoughts. <laughs> once, once I knew I wasn't going to be there, I like was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> because a lot of times I sort of like forget and then end up watching the movie the night before, or even sometimes like today, the day of. Um, and so since I knew it, it was like too late at that point. Is uh, William coming tonight? Uh, we'll have to ask Jason. He works with Will. <laughs> I haven't heard. Rachel's coming though, right? Yeah, I just sent her the link. I'm not sure what the holdup is. She says, what's the Zoom? Am I invited or what? And I sent the link and said, whoops. Oh, Jason just joined. Rachel. Yay. Hey. Can you turn on the Can you hear me? Yeah, we yes. can hear you. Hi. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. No, you got on the right time because Jason just got on too. Yeah. You'd be like simultaneous <laughs> appearance. Yeah. Who are you really cheering for? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I think we all know Jason. Wait a second. Did you set up an aquarium, we, Jason? We all know who's in charge. <laughs> we need to do aquarium talk. Uh, I'm not done yet. Oh man, you yeah, know, we got a dog. Really? What? Yeah, you have to show it. Yeah, where's the dog? Oh, the, thank oh you. my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's Maggie. Oh, she's so an old, <laughs> she's, she's a 10 years old, and what she's sleepy. She, what kind Sleeps of dog all the is time. she? She's a Yorkie mix. Oh, so cute. And, and she, she hasn't shed one hair. Yeah, it's great. And awesome. she follows Rachel around and doesn't care about me or any of the boys. And just, and if Rachel leaves the room, she immediately like perks up and wakes up and like goes and sniffs around for her. And when I come home, she comes and licks my feet and jumps around and. That's the only time she's ever happy. <laughs> or any, any emotion at all. She barks and whines and is so sad when Rachel leaves. Dog talk. <laughs> new, Wait, new monthly segment. How did you guys end up with a 10-year-old dog? Did you just decide to get one from the shelter or what? Yeah, well, we were looking at puppies and they're like $5,000. Mm-hmm. so we didn't get a puppy we got uh <laughs> one from a shelter yeah. well, well, a rescue going... organization so the rescue organization goes and picks them up from the shelter and then saves like them foster lives. saves them and then they put them out on their page well chad i guess you have a long history of supporting the humane society <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> Actually, I don't because I, I never, <laughs> we didn't donate to them. 
we said we were going to donate oh, to them. Oh, we did. And we showed up and they were so mean to us that we decided not to donate to them. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. We bought a hamster. Yep. So we rescued a hamster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Jessica. Welcome. Hi, Jessica. Hey, guys. Sorry I'm late. Is Will coming, Jason? Do you know? He is not. Do you want to know his reasoning? Yeah. So he started to watch the movie. Okay. And when he found out that it was uh, a movie about Mom, a serial killer the- uh, towards little girls, yeah, he, he got a little triggered, evidently. And he's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you can put it on mute if you want. Not video game computer. First scene is really upsetting. No. So, things. yeah. I want you to do. <laughs> Sorry, Will. <laughs> oh man, that is. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a pleasant subject, but it was well executed. Whoa, whoa, we're jumping right in, aren't we? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> oh man, let's watch the trailer. Uh, is there a trailer? When I I need to know when the trailer is from. I hope there's like a voiceover in yeah. German. Oh, that's the entire movie. Evidently, it's on YouTube. Yeah, I watched you it, just on, watched I watched it, it from... on YouTube. Oh, nice. Um, I can't find a trailer. On the IMDb page, it says play trailer, two minutes and 32 seconds. So I think that's a real trailer. Oh, yeah. Just go into IMDb. Better be in German. (laughs) Okay, hang on. Share screen. Ausschnitte aus dem erregenden, spannenden und aktuellen Kriminalfilm M, den der Regisseur Fritz Lang für die Nero-Produktion geschaffen hat. Should we uh, find no, out? No, we're watching it. We're wa- I love it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. Die Handlung dieses einzigartigen Kriminalfilms ist von atemberaubender Explosivität. Spannungsgeladen von Anfang bis Ende. geheimnisvolle Unbekannte, der Millionen Menschen einer Stadt terrorisiert. Wo verbirgt er sich? Wie sieht er aus? Wer ist der Mörder? Jeder kann es sein. Jeder ist verdächtig. Du bist wohl verrückt, du Schweinschnell! M, 
das Meisterwerk auf dem Gebiet des Kriminalfilms mit Otto Wernicke. Hören Sie mal bloß auf von der Mitarbeit des Publikums. Gustav Grünkens. Meine Herren, wenn sich mir bei Ausübung meines Berufs ein Kriminalbeamter den Weg stellt, dann weiß er, welches Risiko er eingeht. Und ich weiß es auch. Theodor Los. Lassen Sie mal einen Wächter reinkommen. Theo Lingen. Paul Kemp. Fritz Odemar. <lacht> Peter Lorre. Rosa Valetti. Was glauben Sie, was die hier alle für eine Stinkwut auf den Kerl haben? Friedrich Gnas. Mann, meinst du? Ich weiß wohl nichts, Herr Kommissar. M. Ein Film, den jeder gesehen haben muss. Wir zeigen diesen spannenden Kriminalfilm demnächst in diesem Theater. Man, I was just, oh, I was just waiting for them to uh, say 20 more people. <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> and it didn't even distinguish between like who was important and who yeah, wasn't. Right. The, the lady behind the counter. Awesome. Yeah. The security guard. <laughs> The security guard that rings the thing at the end. <laughs> They didn't have any of the kids. I thought the kids did really good. And they didn't have any of the window ornaments on the window shopping. Oh, you really uh, focused in on, on that, did huh? I thought it was really cool. Did you oh. see all like, those wooden spinning things and the... The hypnotic wheel in the bookstore. And they played with reflections a lot when it, that happened. And mm -hmm. I, I wonder, I, I know a lot of times when kids are involved in a movie with like a serious subject matter, it's become pretty common practice to sort of protect the kids from what the movie's about. I wonder how that worked back then. Is anybody going to comment on that cat that just walked past Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> my cats never showed up in the videos before. nope that's so. the first time <laughs> all right sean uh give us a walkthrough of the plot summary and then so, why you chose this film so first to address anthony's point i think this was made when they still sent kids to work in coal mines <laughs> so i don't think they care too much about their mental well-being <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, the plot of this movie is <clears throat> it's Germany um, the movie starts out with some children that are singing a, like nursery rhyme about like a serial killer basically and you know playing like a, a game where you know it lands on you, then the kids are out. And there's a lady. Eeny, meeny, miny, 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 kind of thing. Thank you. Um, one of the mothers tells them, you know, to stop singing it. It seems like it kind of touches a nerve um, because apparently there is a child serial killer on the loose. There's another mother upstairs waiting for her daughter to come home. And basically she doesn't. Um, so we're basically in this town of people that are obsessed with the idea and horrified by, um, you know, the serial killer and they want to track him down and get rid of him. So 
the townspeople and the police and the criminal underground are all trying to track down this serial killer, this child killer. Um, and they find him. <laughs> that, that's kind of the overall plot. I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more. Um, the reason why I chose it is because we watched it. I, I feel like we watched it Carrie and I at my older brother's house, like in the very early days of Netflix streaming when there was like nothing on there at all. And so this was like the only option that was a real movie and not like some horrible, like eighties campy, awful movie. So we watched it. Um, this would have been when we were dating or engaged. So like 14 years ago. And I just remember, I didn't remember much about it when I chose the movie other than just being like completely blown away by it and having it be the first like really old movie that to me like impacted me as much as any modern movie. Like if it were made today, I would have enjoyed it, you know, just as much. So that was why I wanted to rewatch it because I didn't remember a lot about it besides loving it. And I wanted to drag you guys all through that too so that we could talk about it. Great. Uh, that was one of the sections. Another section is, did Karen like it? <laughs> uh, that gets saved for the end. Oh, okay. After Jason's notes section? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Am I jumping forward? That's one of my notes. Oh, who didn't watch Dune? Did you watch Dune, Jason? I did. I went to it and watched it in the theaters. Did you love it? I so loved it. How are they going to do little baby Arya? It's going to be weird. <laughs> it's going to be really weird. How are they going to do like the psychedelic trip when they take all the spice? I have yeah. a feeling the baby is going to be a lot like, have you ever seen the Twilight? late Twilight movies? Yeah, it's going to yeah. be Renesmee, but like Renesmee? With, with good effects. Yeah. I, it's still going to be terrible. The I have much more trust with in Denny Villeneuve than the director of the Twilight movies. <laughs> well, the old Dune just completely skipped it, like skipped five years in the future or whatever, and all of a sudden, baby Arya wasn't a baby and she was like five or whatever. Whoa. Oh, I just looked up the baby and that is creepy. <laughs> From Twilight, Renesmee? <laughs> what is that? Share it, share it. Yeah, what seen it. is this? <laughs> Share it. <laughs> is this it? Yes. Yeah. What is, what? Oh, there she is. That's me. I mean, that's like a screenshot of the worst moment. If you watch it, and I'm not defending this movie. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But if you watch the scene, it's it's not quite as it is bad, but it's not quite as bad as it looks right there. Jeez. <laughs> Look at there's when she gets older, there's just something so creepy about her. I hate it. That? I don't but know. is this worse than when they used a doll as the baby in uh, American yeah. Sniper? Yeah. So bad, that scene when he's like shaking it to make it look like it's alive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what is it? The Uncanny Valley or something like that? Yep. Where mm -hmm. it just gets really creepy before it gets cute. I don't know. <laughs> Whichever 
whichever time we do decide to do Dune Talk, whether that's today or next time or the next time, we need to screen share uh, the clip from the 1984 Dune when they have shields. Yes. In the 1984 Dune. The like blocky. <laughs> the blocks. Uh, we do need to have a separate Dune. Will would want to join for that one. All right, Sean, uh, let me know when you watch it, and then we'll have Dune talk. Okay. <laughs> we, we can, I, I was going to say we could just talk about it today, but if Will's not on, that's you gotta watch not the same. Yeah. You didn't watch it, Jessica? No, yeah, I watched it. I almost watched it a second time. I will watch it a second time. But You know what's really sad is Lady Jessica is a year younger than me. Us. How old are you, Chad? I'm your, I'm your age. <laughs> so old. <laughs> and Wait, she's she the, is? Yeah, in real life. Like her oh, act, the actor. But I mean, Spice makes you younger, right? Doesn't age. So she could be 100 in, in Dune World. No, but she just got there, so. That's right. But she's a Bene Gesserit, so I'm sure they can like make their cells okay now you're just no it's true he's the singer in um that hugh jackman movie um yep wolverine yes that's the one (laughs) greatest showman yeah yeah oh yeah yeah is she in anything else besides that that's not a very big part she's in mission impossible a couple of them Mm-mm. didn't see that all right that's that wraps it up for dune talk yeah really worried about how aria is going to be um uh-oh rachel's in the van and maggie just found out that rachel's not there so she's barking now <laughs> <laughs> all right back to m <clears throat> Is there any segments that we need to go through or should we just start uh, going around to people's favorites and worsts and what they liked and what they didn't like? You clearly need to make a checklist. I do. And I haven't. And I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Carrie, you are next to me on the videos. You want to say something about M, your memories? So, um, yeah, I, I remembered there being, I mean, like Sean said, it had been well over a decade since we had last seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It stinks so good. Why are we talking? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the beggar, the beggar camp. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what the interrupt is in that scene now. I don't know. I don't speak the German. Uh, Yeah. Hold on. Those are all pretty basic words. Got. I know that much. I'm going to reverse Google Translate right now. Did you make that just now? Sorry. I didn't mean to derail the conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I wanted to take a screenshot of it. I tried earlier today, but 
Amazon blocks screenshotting like most streaming services and I couldn't figure out how to do it. And Carrie just suggested I should take a picture with my phone. So I did. And then I tiled it in paint. So <laughs> wonderful. Here we are. This is going to be super easy for you guys to understand. I bet it's the same in German. Gott, dieser Kaiser stinkt so gut. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> it's been well over a decade since we've last seen it. I, I remember there being more killing and more Peter Lorre in it. So, I was really surprised this time when we were watching it and um well we watched it separately actually sean was out of town but when i watched it and so much of it was about the police and about like the criminal element and like all of them working um not really in tandem but all working to try to figure this out because it's bad for business and bad for the criminals too like he was making life really hard for everybody um so yeah I hadn't remembered like that much being like a huge part of it but I thought it was a really excellent movie there were part of it where I love watching horror films and there were parts where I was surprised at like the choices that the director made where you would think well it would be way more scary if like you didn't know that Peter Laurie was like hiding and then like suddenly you see him but really they just like shoot him hiding like in the what do you call it like the shed yeah the storage, attic storage. um so there were just stuff like that where if it were like a modern day horror film or you know thriller it would have been shot differently um but it was still really effective i just yeah i thought it was an excellent movie what'd really you think about it not having any score I thought that was really good. I mean, I've seen movies nowadays where there's very, very little music and it can be super effective doing that. It makes it a lot more real and almost like you're alone in your thoughts <laughs> with it. So, but one thing that was different too from the last time we saw it, I'm a mom now, two kids, and I wasn't a mom, you know, 14 years ago and so like those first few minutes was just like mm, this isn't good for my anxiety this isn't good for me being a mom and um so I was grateful that they actually had very little of that kind of stuff because I probably would have checked out like William had because it's it was a lot more real I feel like this time than it was last time watching it so it's true yeah. any favorite scenes um, I didn't think about picking out a favorite scene. Um, I don't know. I like that part that Jessica had as her screen before where the girl was like almost dabbing it with the knife trying to give it back to him um, <laughs> near the end of the movie. I think part of that is just kind of triggering as an art teacher where I see my students walk around with scissors like that poking towards each other's faces it's like no point it down cover the blade with your hand how did you <laughs> get that scene up so fast jessica you just have like pictures that you took and then <laughs> once you've loaded something as your virtual background it's like saved in zoom so i can just like oh you've already had that i guess i missed I, that. like but... five minutes ago yeah 
Oh. That's her most common background for work calls. <laughs> this is what I usually <laughs> use in meetings. <laughs> Peter Laurie's fantastic. I was shocked how young he looked in it. And it was a baby in it. He's like chubbier than he was in Maltese Falcon, mm-hmm. seemed. I don't and just know. hearing his voice in German too, like it's a lot less creepy and Peter Laurie sounding. I don't know because you know mm-hmm. he's known for like that really that German creepy accent voice. Yeah, well, not even the accent, just like the tone of his voice and everything. So he's but, just so normal. I mostly knew him from like was it Looney Tunes cartoons yeah, that would like, like put of- him oh, in yeah. and like make him super creepy. Yeah. So this was the first movie that I ever saw him in. It's like, oh, that's a real guy that is just kind of creepy looking. Yeah, didn't the genie <laughs> do him in Aladdin too? I think he did. With like the puffy under eye and like the, mm-hmm. the droopy mouth or whatever. He's great. He's a great character. Yeah, he was fantastic in it. Anyway, that's it for me. Anthony? Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed watching this. Um, though that, that first scene, like, is like very upsetting. Like I was, it it was really close for me too, I think. Um, uh, so many different interesting things. Yeah. What you were saying, Carrie, about different choices the director could have made to uh, up the, like the intensity um, I, I mean, I, you know what, it's interesting f- not to defend the directorial choices, but like, uh, it's interesting, like what precedents were there, right? Like, like, uh, for them to consider that kind of stuff, but, uh, it, that the greater question that that raised for me is just like, what, what is the point of view of this movie? Cause it seems like the probably the the organized crime group is probably like the most sympathetic out of everybody um yeah they they tried really hard to make those policemen like sweaty and gross and like not likable yeah uh so and they were the coolest definitely that guy with the trench coat and the the hat he was way cool (laughs) <laughs> right uh and they and they had like this larger group that you know a variety of criminal levels but for the most part just seemed like regular people trying to get by um you know maybe having some sort of like underground party or something that's illegal but like what's so big a deal about that um and uh yeah, but but then yeah, you get these interesting shots of Peter Lorre um, too. Like the first time you see him, it's very brief. I think like the investigating sort of they're discussing it as a government body and police, uh, like how they might find this person, and and they show they show him very briefly like looking at himself in the mirror, like moving his face around. Um, and so you're like, oh, not being familiar with the movie myself, I'm like, is that the guy or are they just showing 
somebody who might be like that. Uh, uh, and yeah, I, I, I reading up on the movie really, my kids are being really loud. I don't know if you can hear. Uh, the, it was interesting. The Nazi party almost didn't allow the movie to be made. Um, because they were afraid of the way that the government might be portrayed or that Nazis might be portrayed. Um, and then once the director uh, described the plot of the movie to them, they were okay with it. Um, but it, it seems like one of the, it's to me, it seemed like one of those movies that, you know, were sometimes also made in uh, other totalitarian systems where where the director is like towing the line where it's like well no the bad guy is the serial killer but at the same time was able to get away with showing like it becoming this total police state um at the same time uh and then it the my other my final note is just more like it got much more monologue toward the end of the movie where you had a variety of different perspectives, uh, which was cool because it wasn't like a single, like this is the idea you should have going away from it. But both Peter Laurie's character, the things he says when trying to defend himself, the things the defense attorney says, this, the things the head crime boss says, and then the closing of one of the parents uh, sort of, addressing the audience more directly uh i think my favorite scene was when all the uh when all the beggars were like tracking him and yeah. like trading off yeah i love those ki kinds of scenes in spy movies or crime yeah. movies where where it's like i can't oh, believe okay. how long they chose those set pieces lasted so long yeah like they just sat on it for so long like the beggars tracking and then they found them in this building and how long they were like going through that building. That was like 30 minutes of the movie. And it's like, right, we got it. There's lots of, there's lots of rooms and you, there's lots of door and things to pick and drills to hole or whatever holes to drill. If there is an action scene. That's sort of the action. Scene, it was right? great. I was living in it. I'm like, yes, make this thing longer. <laughs> Draw well, even, this out. Even between tracking them and going in the building, you have like a long time trying to figure out if if he's going to come back out. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. When are we going to go in? How are we going to go in? Yeah. And how they go in was pretty fun. They like walk up in a policeman uniform. Is like, hey, your gate's open. It was great. Pull a gun out. <laughs> They're so cool. All right, Jason. So, oh, wait a second. We can't do Jason's notes, but you're in the middle. Jason, so I was Jason's just last. Yeah, I want to right. piggyback off um off Anthony's comments about the like relationship with this movie and Nazism. Okay, there's a there's a lot more to it than that. Um, Here, wait. How long were Nazis in power in 1931? Um, I mean, Is they were new? they were new. Yeah, but um. So Fritz Lang was, I think, half Jewish, the director, but his wife was like a full-blown 
Nazi. And she she co-wrote this movie and had written a lot of his previous movies like Metropolis, which is his, you know, big sci-fi silent movie. She wrote that. And so her like descent into Nazism is what basically pulled their marriage apart. And he ended up fleeing to America. So that was kind of all going on in the background of this movie. So he's a lot of people, you know, talk about the way that he portrays the police and, you know, the huge underground, um, you know, crime syndicate or whatever is his criticism of Germany being a Jew in this situation where that's all starting to unfold without, you know, explicitly criticizing Nazism. Um, and then the other thing that's crazy is um, there was a, a Nazi propaganda film that they made, like, I think like a full length movie about like villainizing Jews and like dehumanizing them where they included a scene of Peter Lorre, you know, as this horrible murderer that can't control his urges and basically saying like, this is what Jews are like. Um, Cause Peter Lorre was also a Jew that fled Germany and, you know, continued his acting career in America. So it has, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy how tangled up it is in um, the history of what was going on politically there at the time. So we lost Chad. Uh-oh. There he is. We can't hear you guys. You're muted. He was offended by all your comments about Nazism. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am not listening to this rant, and I turned it off. (laughs) Is there Wi-Fi on yours? I don't think. No, I I unplugged it, I think. You unplugged the Wi-Fi? I'm trying to charge my phone. Rachel (laughs) Rachel unplugged the router to try to charge your phone. There's a phone charger right there. It doesn't go that far. Oh, man. (laughs) Jason, are you recording too? Uh, it's recording on the cloud, so it's good. Okay. Yeah, Jason sends me the recording every week. Sorry, I'm oh. recording his backup. Yes, his backup. Yeah, you're right. I have a backup going, but it's, it's missing <laughs> this part right now. It's not listening to this part. It's listening to <laughs> silence. Did this, and I went like yeah, two. Don't unplug them out. Okay, I can see the internet's back. Hey, mommy. Hey, daddy. Hey, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, hang on. Do we have to wait? Um, no, in silence. <laughs> to answer somebody else's question, the Nazis had been in power for, it wasn't brand new at this point in time. They had already been around for like 10. 12 years maybe it was like the early 20s i think that they first but but did they have like majority when did they have like majority government control a good question let's read wikipedia nazis (laughs) i have a question too about like when they broke up the um the speakeasy looking thing like was there a prohibition in germany too or a curfew like why was that not allowed what they were doing did anybody like, do a deep dive into the prohibition area in germany i didn't no. i think they were just going to the places where the bad people go and but one thing one of my notes papers papers is can you imagine is, walking around with papers all the time why they cared about papers like oh you don't have papers yep, all right you're going to jail 
get in the back of the paddy wagon, you know, like what I mean that that was definitely required then in a lot of countries, particularly totalitarian countries. That's still like required in lots of countries. Like um like when I was a missionary in Bulgaria, like we had to like have our stuff on us all the time. And there was one time I was sort of in like the transition phase when I was brand new and uh, I didn't understand anything that was going on, but we went and sat at the police station for a long, long time. And I'm not sure what happened, but I'm pretty sure by the end we paid a fine. Uh <laughs> that was real like my companion who spoke the language much better than me at that point um i'm pretty sure he just bribed the police the paper scenes in movies is always so tense like in jojo rabbit where they're looking at uh what's her name her name is charlotte johansson no the daughter or daughter the, not oh, the daughter, the teenage uh, Jewish. Thomas and Mackenzie. Thomas and Mackenzie. Yeah. Papers. I watched like, a movie with her in it this, this month. Oh, did you watch, um, what's it called? Um, Last uh, Night in Soho. Yeah, did you watch that? I did. Was it good? Was it good? It was, um, what's the Edgar Wright? It was not my favorite Edgar Wright movie, but it was still good. And she what? still does that thing where like her lip quivers a little bit and it uh-huh. makes you want to cry and breaks your heart, even though you're not even particularly invested in what's going on in the movie right then. Yeah, she's so good. I just want to watch her and everything. <laughs> what's your favorite Edgar Wright movie? Um, I really like Shaun of the Dead and um, Scott Pilgrim. Probably a tie. Yep. Great. Good tangent. <laughs> papers. That's what papers reminds me of now. So with the papers thing, though, because like that always struck me as more, at least in this day and age, like racially motivated. So is that like an element of why papers are so important in other countries? Because like all of those people seem very clearly to be German to me. So like why... Was Maybe it? they like compare their like criminal record with the papers. So you can't like say a false name. Mm-hmm. He, they didn't seem to do that. Remember where he's like, mm, God, it okay. was like 90 years ago in Germany and during I, like Nazi rule. So <laughs> I, unless we do some research, we can speculate all day on what they're going to do. With these well, papers. so, what what I mean, I it know. is like racially motivated, right? Like I mean, like a lot of Nazism is, but one of the things about that is there's not hard lines, like there's not like Nazis were always trying to make really clear like uh facial and cranial and other characteristics that distinguished different ethnic and racial groups, but like but there aren't actually those things. And, and so, uh, and so you then rely on something like uh, papers. And I, I think that's part of what this movie is doing. So uh, <laughs> exactly, Jessica, um, uh, it's almost like, 
I think that's what this movie is doing so brilliantly is it's like bringing up all of these things, but it's like, oh no, it's just a police procedural. It's not really about how the Nazis are awful. Sean, I'm going to listen to it again and I'll hear what you have to say. This will be the only episode that I re-listened to because I missed some of you didn't, it. You didn't miss very much. <laughs> uh all right anthony any other point or sean did you have any other points i i could keep going um so i one of the things i really liked about this movie is the cinematography which is a little bit baffling to me because the things that like really impressed me if they happened in a modern movie wouldn't at all like i love the shot like down the stairwell and these ones where they have, um, you know, two people confronting each other and they show it like from a first person point of view, looking up and then looking down these close shots. I, I just thought it was really beautifully shot and stuff like filming the, the shadows of the people instead of the people themselves. Um, they just they almost seem like gimmicky tricks. But in the context of this of the movie, I think it works really, really well. And in um, the time period, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of the time period, I liked knowing that this was Fritz Lang's first um, talkie, his first movie with sound, oh, and kind wow. of just thinking about how that informed his decisions. Like, yeah. um, like not having a soundtrack, I think was really interesting because from a silent movie, that's all they have, right? Is they have, yeah. have somebody playing music along to the movie. And that's like the only, that component of sound was completely missing from this movie. And then, um, just the long stretches of complete silence in the movie too, I thought was, was really interesting. Um, it seemed like they were trying to pack in as much sound as they could where it was, like to the point where sometimes I was having trouble keeping up with the subtitles almost. Um, yeah. and, and then they would just have long stretches of silence, which I think was really effective in building the tension. Um, what else? So um, I've seen clips. I've never seen like the full Metropolis, but I've seen probably half of it in clips and sections. But are there any other after M that you've that seen? I, I was, I wanted to do the deep dive of, of Fritz Lang movies because the yeah. only other one I'd seen was Metropolis. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up like what his other most famous movies are. And he, um, had some silent movies. I'm like, okay, I'll start with his silent, his other famous silent movies. And it's like, this is a two part, six hour movie. It's like, nope, that's not gonna happen. So he, he had some other silent era ones and he had one called, uh, shoot, I think I have it pulled up on my phone. He, he had a like an early noir movie, which is one of the things that I was about to say is uh, I thought it was really interesting. One of the things I read about M was that it was, um, the Big Heat was the other one that he did. Um, but how M was like instrumental in creating the noir um, genre. And it's just interesting to me to think that this movie is so old that like noir didn't even exist as a concept for him to be drawing inspiration from. Um, yeah, all the shadows and like the like you're saying the cinematography like when they're in the office building and these like set back and then you see all these pillars and the shadows come in and they just sat with that scene for a while like that's really cool i liked it (laughs) and there's moving these sweeping shots too 
like the camera comes in through the window over a table yeah through all the beggars like in one take i'm like this isn't this is a long take of a lot of complicated moving parts and landing on like them playing cards and I, I can just imagine them behind the scenes, like moving the table out of the way and hurrying quickly moving right when the camera comes through. Pretty cool. And you can see them like slide the glass when the camera uh, goes through the window, but it's like, how did they fit through that little hole in the window? Yeah. I gotta know. <laughs> John, I wanted to ask if you or anyone else has seen the third man, uh, just cause that's, an early noir film uh, and uh, later than this one, but um, it's been, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm just with some of the stuff you were saying, I like recognize the obvious influence of this as this is like creating the genre. I think I've seen it, but it was a long time ago. Now I want to watch it. It's got Orson Welles in it. Written by Graham Greene. Sounds like something I would like. That name sounds familiar. Um, Graham Greene? Yeah, he, he was the, the author of the short story they read in Donnie Darko. That's why I know about him. I've, I've only read his short stories. <laughs> it's, like, it's like knowing the authors that they quote in... Orange County in the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and in Can't Hardly Wait, they always quote Kurt Vonnegut because he's going to a writer's retreat with Kurt Vonnegut. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got one or two other things. Oh, um, I definitely felt a little uneasy at that first scene because it's a you know a, a very tense and heavy scene but also because I was worried that like maybe I chose something that was way more thematically <laughs> heavy than I remember yeah um, so yeah. I'm glad there wasn't too much of that but the the other scene that like surprisingly like kind of made me uncomfortable was the scene where the police are um near the beginning of the movie where they they've caught I forget if it was like a thief or something and the mob just assumes that it's the murderer and they're ready to like just tear him limb from limb. And it, I don't know, it, it just felt very, um, almost like the current political situation and like social media online, how people are just like, so like in such a frenzy that they're ready to just, I don't know, mob rule, I guess. Yeah, cancel culture. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but I was thinking it. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, for whatever reason, that scene like felt particularly like relevant to my experience of the world in the past couple of years. Um, I think that's it. If I think of any other notes, I didn't write down notes this time. Were, were there two different scenes back to back where that happened? Because to me, it looked like when they took the like just like a pickpocket off the bus the because someone was being arrested by the police the crowd then assumed it was the murderer and then like it kind of goes off screen but that scene was much darker like it seemed to suggest like that guy got messed up at the least likely mm -hmm. killed like 
because the earlier scene like it seems like you might get away like the guy who was just helping the girl but the right the yeah and and that was that was one of the other things that i read that um that fritz lang like specifically chose not to show any of the murders because he thought it was a lot more terrifying to just leave it up to the viewer's imagination and i kind of feel like that scene plays into that that same kind of decision like yeah. Let everybody guess what happens to that guy instead of just showing it. Jessica. <laughs> I only finished watching this like an hour ago, so I don't know that I have any very coherent thoughts. Well, that's better super than fresh. the last movie that you just watched like the first 10 minutes before it got good. <laughs> and I'll never watch the rest of it. Oh, it was so good. That sword <clears throat> fight at the end of Lady Hawk. Anthony, you have to watch it. No, you don't. <laughs> Such a long sword fight. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. Um, oh, gosh. What did I think about this movie? Um, so I've been in this like rabbit hole of watching moody European crime dramas for like the last two months because normally I watch stuff that's a lot a lot lighter but I find that I can't where you guys watch this thing about the murder of little girls <laughs> I can't watch stuff about normal stuff that happens to children like a child gets sick a child gets taken away from their family by CPS that stuff like I cannot handle it right now but for some reason the murders totally fine <laughs> so <laughs> So I have reached the end of Netflix and everything else. Um, <clears throat> so like in terms of the mood and the well, what's your like this let's really open up your uh, pre previously or just watched on Netflix. Let's let's hear really some, hit the spot for me. Let's, um, let's, let's hear some of your uh, just finished watching. <laughs> what did we just watch or continue watching on Netflix? I mean, there's also Great British Bake Off, but. Oh, we, we need to talk about we'll that. We'll talk about that. We need to talk about George. Criminal, United Kingdom. Unit 42, The Forest. <laughs> the nanny was watching Grey's Anatomy, so Grey's Anatomy's on there. It doesn't have my history. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't have, like, my full history. I just watched one called Requiem that I thought was really interesting. Marcella. Has anybody watched Marcella? about this like chaotic british detective i've seen the first uh, at least the first season of it i love like the main seasons, actress gets, i know she's great it gets really weird after the first season yeah <clears throat> anyways there was a luxembourgish one called capitani that was interesting paranoid retribution <laughs> anyways, what are you watching what are all these names they're just crime shows <laughs> this is like all i want to watch oh man Secret there's City like an algorithm a more like there's an algorithm color. on netflix that knows exactly what you want to oh, watch yeah <laughs> i opened it up one day and it was like oh what did it say it was like dark retribution dramas or something like that and i was like yes they nailed it <laughs> anyways have you been watching nailed it no, I have never watched that. Oh, no, it's fantastic. No, it's really good. I love I think to me. She's perfect. 
Scandinavian. Anyways, so I Scandinavian, rainy, dark, yeah. murders. Like, is there snow? Is there a murder? That's uh-huh. what I want to watch. Is it moody? <laughs> the snowman, was that the name of that movie? Ooh, I don't know. I gave you all the clues, Mr. Policeman. Anybody watch have that? you seen Wallander? I have not watched Wallander. <clears throat> both <throat> versions, like the original and the British version are both fantastic. And Young Wallander? I have seen. I have not seen, watched, but it's. I've seen a couple right episodes. Of okay, okay, okay. Go. Sorry. <laughs> we you went asked. down the. We, I did. We went down the Jessica rabbit hole, and it was Anyways. nothing that I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. So I just share that to say that this really hit the spot for me. Yay. Um. I enjoyed it. I. I mean, I agree with a, a lot of the other comments. Like the camera work was incredible. There's a scene near the beginning where a very a very tall policeman is confronting a short old man and it films the old man's face like from above so it makes it seem like he's being interrogated from this position of power right and when it cuts to show the two of them talking to each other the policeman is not that much taller than the the old guy but i felt like that was a really effective way of making you feel what it feels like to be interrogated by somebody in that position um I also felt like I mean it's clear that he's a silent movie director right like we like we talked about it goes on too long sometimes he relies a lot on pantomime instead of dialogue and I think sometimes it's effective and sometimes it just feels like he's just relying on the tools that he knows rather than trying to tell a story um Burn. <laughs> Take that, Fritzling. <laughs> I had a thought about the music. I can't remember what it was. You mean the lack thereof? You wanted some yeah. jazz going on? I mean, there's whistling. not a total lack of music, right? He's whistling the in the mm. Hall of the Mountain King like constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was interesting because I read a few things about this and everything talks about the use of leitmotif, this idea that there's one musical theme that identifies a character. And whenever you hear that thing, you either see that person or something about them is going on. Mm-hmm. And it would be a very German thing to use because Wagner, the composer, really like not just popularized the use of leitmotif, but took it to another level that nobody else ever will. So it was just interesting to me thinking about the way that he uses it and the way that Lang uses it, which is that he just uses one theme for one character. It's very like straightforward. Whereas for for Wagner, like every character, every idea, every theme, every object has a theme that goes with it. And you never quite hear it in the same way. Like it's never, it's not usually repeated in the same way it's like transposed or it's the tempo is different or something it, like it progresses as the story goes along so I don't I don't really have any thoughts about it beyond that but I'm still kind of processing what Lang might have been trying to do with that I feel like if I can interject that um it the movie wasn't really about like different characters or whatever I think it was 
it wasn't about hiding who the murderer was either. I think it was about showing us all kind of like a Lord of the Flies kind of thing where we can all just become a mob. We can all be almost as bad as a murderer, I guess. Mm -hmm. But like, because you're going to put, then kill him, right? Without any true justice or whatever. Yeah, like are you better or worse than him? Yeah, I think that's I think maybe that's why there was only the one bit Mm -hmm. of music like you're saying yeah I also wonder if maybe there's a statement there about like another idea to come out of the Nazi regime like the banality of evil right like the theme never changes it's just the same thing over and over and over again it's not interesting it's not exciting it's not progressing in any way it's just the same dumb thing over and over again so I don't know Anyways, I don't really have anything, any other thoughts about it. I the other don't thing, like Peter Lorre's eyes. That's my last <laughs> The other thing I thought was really cool about the, um, how do you pronounce it? Leap motif? Leap motif. motif. I don't know. I don't I've seen it written so many times, but I've never talked about it. Um, is like, I think it serves like a nice thematic purpose and, you know, kind of resonates something emotionally to communicate, you know, this is the killer and something's going on. But from like a plot point of view, I thought it was really cool that that opened the door for the blind man to be the one that actually identifies him. And, you know, he, I guess he, he saw him as being safe around him since he couldn't see him, but that ultimately was what gave him away. So yeah, I thought that was a good moment when you see him realizing what's going on there. Yeah. Great. Rachel, any other thoughts? And then we'll go to Jason's list. Um, so I took a film class in um, community college and it was like, we watched Bringing Up Baby and Streetcar Named Desire, which I still don't understand and never understood at all. Um, I was watching this and thinking, why didn't I watch this in my film class? Like, this is totally, it's about yelling exactly. Yeah, that's the only thing. It's just about an angry man who yells. Um, <laughs> So, because there's so many, I was watching it and thinking, okay, this has been done so many times, but this is the first time that it's been done, right? So, like, it's illuminating in that way, Um, but I don't know. I just was kind of like I knew what was coming every time. And like sometimes even literally said the words before the actors would say them. Like at the end when he's giving his speech, the murder, what's his name? He's Peter. 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 Um, I was like, what? You're going to call them criminals? And he literally goes, you're all criminals. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very predictable because it's been done so many times, which is a testament to how good it is, right? Like we see it over and over because it's something that lasts and um, it works. So I like that. And then I thought about how prevalent it is, like you're saying about today's um, atmosphere and environment online and even other places. 
where you see people and start talking about things and then you mean like church and family <sighs> what's we needed to know the the current beef what how how is we need how are the chats with your mother-in-law going Rachel oh Chad just sends me like screenshots of all the things that she posts online and then I go on and I make response comments. <laughs> you're so brave I wish I could be like you <laughs> way to fight the good fight you're doing it for all of us <laughs> all right everyone look at the camera on three one two three good job everybody so it's just like jessica said it's just re repetitive in history in real life you actually see all of this being played out all the time i mean <clears throat> The scene that really touched me was, uh, let's see if I can remember it, when their police are together, those two long scenes where they're going back and forth between the police and the um, robbers, and they're like... So much smoke. So <laughs> much smoke. Yeah. It was just and pouring out of everywhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was a little overdone, but it was obviously a good effect. Um but one of the police officers was just like, we need the community to actually care about this. Like we, we need them to care about the children. How are we going to get them to care about the children and protecting the children? And I was like, yeah, I mean, how are we going to get people today to like care about kids? And I don't know, <clears throat> people do care about kids, but just it touched a nerve for mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> and uh what was the other there was one other thing i wanted to, to mention but i can't remember now so i think a, a lot of things were already touched on so great before we get to jason is everyone caught up on great british baking show wait i have one more thought about this before we move on to gbbo <laughs> i want to talk about like the very last scene at the court at the trial, yeah. whatever it's called, when the yeah. mom looks looks at you and says, we need to care more about the children. Like, we need to protect the children. Uh -huh. It's up to you or else it's going to happen again. How does everyone feel about that? I was confused and I, I still don't know do what it means. I do not like it. <laughs> it, for, it for, Karen! It felt very much like I have a word to say concerning these people. First of all, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. And it also like I don't know that that's the correct message right like the way it, it basically blames the community for this happening but he's a murderer he is doing murders it's his fault the community does the best that it can and whether they're like quite up to snuff or not I don't think is the issue right the issue is people need to not do murders so I don't know. I'm still, I don't, it just felt very. To like a weird morality play about, yeah, it just, it felt like it veered at the very last second of like what message it was. Yeah. They should have just killed him. And <laughs> I, weren't there like, oh, I know was this a, wasn't a Hollywood film, but weren't there like rules about the message that had to like, like the reason noir films are the way they are is because the bad guy had to get got in the end. The bad guy couldn't like come out on top. 
So like, I wonder if there was something like that yeah. at play and they had to like give a message like, yes, this is a film about murders, but you guys got to do better. Like there's yeah, got to be a subversion of expectations so I, where yeah, the justice so, is just as you see the bars clink and he's in jail for the rest of his life and probably going to get murdered on by execution. But this isn't that it's just like, well, too bad. You don't get your happy ending audience. Yeah. So and, I wonder, I just, I just wonder whether it was something imposed on the film or whether it was yeah. an intentional decision on Lang's part. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it seems somewhat at odds with earlier parts of the movie where like, right? people do seem to care a lot and they do the wrong things in caring a lot. Uh, yeah. Like, like I, I mean, that's one of the things that I found really compelling about the end of the movie in general, up until that point is like, I really liked the uh, defense attorney's speech. Like I, I was that, that was the one that resonated the most with me, but like, um, I think depending sort of on your outlook, like any of those speeches might have resonated more or less with you. But yeah, that giving one person the final say, yeah, seemed maybe somewhat contradicting earlier parts. So I, I wonder <clears throat> a little bit if that was his wife's writing that did that because Metropolis ended in a very similar way which she wrote where the whole movie is like this dystopian science fiction of these like peasants that live underground that are literally like running machines all day long to like make society function while all these like rich elite people are living like in what looks like heaven, like up above in the clouds. And it's all being like powered by these people down below. And it's this complete like deconstruction of the class system and how wrong that is. And then at the end of the movie, uh, I'm looking for the quote. I, I think it's this one where they, they say, there can be no understanding between the hand and the brain unless the heart acts as a mediator. So they have like this nice quote and basically the main character kind of like connects the peasants to the upper class, but like they go back to the machines. Like it's, it's still exactly the same, you know? They just try to take this whole story that they've told over the movie and like wrap it up in this nice little quote at the end, which, it doesn't work you can't do that inauthentic they're yeah they're trying to feed you the moral that they just spent a long time like giving you the the chance to think about it for yourself so what you're saying is fritz lang was a great filmmaker and his wife was the worst (laughs) was a terrible writer well she (laughs) was a a literal nazi (laughs) she's a literal nazi (laughs) yeah the the part that i left out i canceled (laughs) he left to go to america to make movies and she stayed in germany and continued making propaganda films like for the nazis like that's what she did with the rest of her career so barf yeah well you know he divorced her she had to find a way to support herself that's true you shouldn't judge girl boss i'm just kidding oh my gosh okay so did everyone watch the last episode the most recent on, episode. Nobody, nobody cares. Guys, we want to talk about Lizzie. Jeez, nobody cares. I care about what Rachel has to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Um, I was just going to say that I recently read the book Just Mercy. And in that defense part, I was thinking a lot about that book and how there are actual murderers that committed their crimes that uh, this guy is trying to get off of death row. Um 
Brian Stevenson, the lawyer. And, but at the same time, like he mostly works with people that were not necessarily that shouldn't have really gotten that um, punishment to try to get them off of death row. And so I think someone mentioned it that you can be caring about um, things, but then do you think the, your solution to it can be not the right way to solve the problem? Uh, but anyways, it just, it, it really like makes you think like, well, what is a good person? What is a bad person? How should we deal with what we perceive to be something bad? How should we punish a criminal? Uh, and the whole thing that I've been thinking about for like a couple of years now about um, lives mattering and whose lives matter and why and things like that. Anyway, that was my third thought about the movie. Looks like we're not talking about Bake Off because Carrie's not current. What are you up to, Carrie? With what? What's your latest episode? Of uh, the Great British Bake Off of that? Yeah. Uh, like the first episode. Oh, man. All right, Jessica. <laughs> <clears throat> Everyone take your... Well, let's just say the latest episode at the very end Rachel looks over and, he's, and she's like, are you crying? I'm like, yeah, I'm crying. <laughs> no, you're crying. <laughs> yeah, I'm crying. I don't have a heart of stone. <laughs> it was a very sad moment. It, but I had yeah. already been disappointed multiple times. Oh, so you were crying because you weren't happy with who won? No, uh, the person that won is fine. Oh, okay. But it's not the end. There's like oh. three more episodes. But oh, okay. I was sad because someone got kicked off. Oh, we probably fine. shouldn't bring it up again. Right, Chad? <laughs> I'm going to bring it's it up every time. especially sad. I'm going to try and talk about this in a way that doesn't spoil it. But it's especially sad because I feel like the hosts, one of the hosts had a real soft spot for that person. And they <laughs> seemed like they had a really delightful relationship. And I, she, he, they, I don't know what to say, guys. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to stop. Sometimes so I, I don't... wish that it was Noel and Matt deciding who gets to go and who gets to stay. <laughs> Not based off of what they're baking. Oh, and spoiler, me and Rachel are going to be Noel and Matt Lucas for Halloween and I'm going to shave my eyebrows and beard and Rachel's going to do a middle part and wear a big a big goth sweater and dye That's her incredible. hair black. I love it. This and I'm going to get some yeah. like wireframe glasses or like frameless glasses. I literally love every sweater that he wears and look them up online to try to buy them. So the big smiley be- face sweater. I'm never going to watch The Great British Break Off because I've tried to and it, for whatever reason, doesn't work for me. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Do you have a soul? Yeah, what? <laughs> I, I, Do you like I, food? <laughs> I do just... I don't like those kind of shows. Uh, and I know it's unique in the genre. Um, There's no I, I was going to just... 
I was gonna ask like how how the deciding happens. Um, I Oh, know they got Paul on Hollywood and Prue, it's and the they two just like they professional just judge. judges. Yeah, they just Okay, decide. because on Project Runway, Tim Gunn used to have a once a season save, and they should they should do that on the Great British Bake Off. But someone's But got to go home, they should. though. But yeah, yeah, but once a season, it just like it's so important to the host. that every this person get, once in a while, gets like. additional chances. Like, the rules aren't super hard and fast, but every once in a while, like, something will happen and they'll be like, oh, we just don't feel good sending someone home, like, this week. Like, someone has a terrible accident in the kitchen Yeah. or gets really sick and can't compete in one of the challenges. There was one And so season they, where someone they kept do what on they cutting want. themselves and there was like blood all over the place <laughs> all the time. that was the last season, wasn't it? I think so. That was crazy. <laughs> But Jurgen's Okay, let's, gonna win. let's go around and tell everyone's favorite episode ever of Great British Bake Off. I think me and Anthony are going to start our own podcast for people who don't watch <laughs> Great British Bake Off. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very pro the talk about it, though. I think we should start <laughs> a podcast me where too. it's people who watch it and like it describing what happens to people who <laughs> don't like it and will never watch it. I like the sound of that podcast. Yeah, sometimes the openings are a little bit even too British for me. They're too much. Um, but it's hard. Not all the times. Most of the time, it's just right the amount of British on those openings. I think one of the things too is baking is the form of cooking that I'm least interested in also. No, I no. <laughs> No, you're wrong. <laughs> Your interested opinions in it more than... <laughs> are wrong. I want to be discredited in every way. So like, I'm just going to keep digging this hole over here. All right, Jason. <laughs> Uh, let's go to your notes. uh, first off, uh, if you guys did do a great British British bake off podcast Spin off. spinoff, uh, the, the likelihood that you could get Karen to contribute would increase to almost not going to make it not going to happen, but she, Wait a second. she, She likes it a Jessica, lot. does your husband watch it? Sometimes I. I like binged most of it myself over the summer and he watched like half of a season with me and he's watching the current season with me, but that's Does he it. like it? So he likes it. So I'm not alone. He, he enjoys it when I'm not making, making him watch like eight episodes in a day, Okay. Yeah. like the weekly release. He, he really enjoys it. <laughs> He really gets into it. okay. Good. Dad, what about a Lawrence Welk show that we can comment on? Oh, that'd be a live watch. We couldn't like comment after the fact. It would have to be a watch along every Saturday night. on pbs lawrence welk Is it still airing? yeah i watch it i have a timer Oh set my gosh. my timer on my cell phone goes off at 5 p.m and, and i'm like oh turn on pbs lawrence welk's on and the <laughs> I kids would, hate it I have we questions. could start like a spotify green room live chat live podcast The black and white ones are good, but they're not as good as like the 70s color ones because the costumes are just intense. Nothing's as good as that Halloween episode That Halloween episode. <laughs> I made you miss half of because I was watching Great British Baking Show. <laughs> It was incredible. All right, Jason, I don't know you're if up. one of you has your priorities straight. Uh, okay. Um, first off, did you guys know
that they made a TV miniseries in 2019 based on this movie. Is that what you watched? No, but okay. that would be really funny if I did. <laughs> is there like some extended? Is there some extended cut that has like nudity and weirdness yeah. that, <laughs> that I accidentally that you accidentally watched? <laughs> Uh, it's it's by the same name, but it's uh, I I couldn't figure out a way to watch it because I'd actually be kind of interested how the modern take of Man. this movie would go. Um, but it looks very German or Austrian, whatever. Um, uh, I realized that this was a uh, Criterion collection, Criterion collection, however you say it. Nice. Uh, I spent $2 to watch this movie. Evidently, I could have just watched it on YouTube, which I'm a little, <laughs> little not happy about. Just get it from the library. I say it every week. My library sucks, uh, so they mm-hmm. didn't have it. I so I, I was reading that this movie is in the public domain, which seems like it would make it really easily accessible, but it just meant that they had a whole bunch of people releasing really bad copies of it on VHS and DVD, so there's all these, like, horrible quality, like missing scenes and whatever else versions of it. So I think the Criterion Collection is like the attempt to restore it to like the real original movie. So I don't know what the YouTube one is. Maybe Anthony, you saw the, you saw a bad version of it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It worked. So it it jumped right into the German, right? And I'm like, hang on. 1930s German. Is this going to be Ger- Nazi propaganda? <laughs> that was my first thought. Sure. Um, they really milked the pre-death scene of Elsie, the little girl. They they milked that really hard with the mom waiting next to the clock. And oh, my daughter's coming home soon. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Set the table for it was. Yeah set up yep. for heartbreak right there yes um uh, it uh, made me realize that reading uh subtext or whatever captions on uh, grayscale black and white what was kind of tough at some points where it was like the white table i think there's like a white table and i'm like i had to squint a little bit anyways um your notes keep on going you're doing great so random you're doing great uh <laughs> funny oh there's a funny cigar holder uh did you guys there's one that like shoots up like it, it's like an l so uh-huh. he's like smoking like this it was yeah it's vertical um I, there's so much smoking there's so much smoking yeah I, I i have another note for that um the parts where like it's a talkie and then silence like for like a minute stretch mm-hmm. where it's like panning the streets and there's no sound and like I'm like they're really they're trying to figure out this whole talkie thing aren't they I have a comment about that and I can't find the article where I saw it but apparently the licensing fees for the sound were like too much so he had to like choose which parts he wanted to use sound in and do the other parts as like silent wow Couldn't they just like film a street? I don't know. Yeah. Why I don't think they just film it on their that iPhone? You guys all noticed that, and I, I just enjoyed it. I, I liked it. <laughs> you live in the moment. In the moment, yeah. 
Yeah, it no, she's just not very that. perceptive as all. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. It's true. I didn't even <laughs> used to notice when he would shave or grow his mustache out. <laughs> That's true. And he would finally shave his beard after I actually noticed it after like months of him growing it. Um. Yeah. I. I think we already we already talked about this, but like them looking at the papers and then letting them go if they have papers or whatever. Um, did you guys notice the the paddy wagon or whatever that where they they did a shot? Uh, I think it was from like a window, and they watched the paddy wagon go by. Did you guys like actually look at the paddy wagon? How they were all crammed together. They were all crammed in the back of the paddy wagon with with the cops a line of cops around the edge of the paddy wagon and there was pushing and shoving i'm like somebody's gonna fall out it was wild it was a that would be a wild ride (laughs) and weren't Um, there like two or three of them yeah yeah yeah, two two paddy wagons um color references in a black and white movie are always fun uh they referenced um green coats evidently the police wear green uh just fyi german police wear green and then the red pencil or whatever no it's it's gray (laughs) (laughs) the the that's what i was saying to rachel that the m on the finger or when they put the m on the ham that was supposed to be red no 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 that the the note that he writes that's right the the red pencil Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's funny that was pretty um, funny, actually. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think about that. It's like, where's the red pencil? They find it later too on the windowsill underneath, and he rubs his fingers. Like it's red pencil. I'm like, it sure is. <laughs> if, if you say so. If you say so. Um. So much smoking. You already covered that one. Um. So a, a lot of like the camera movements. I, I. I. We. I take it for granted that like we the new camera stuff they do some really cool shots nowadays. And I feel like they were totally experimenting with some cool shots that you guys already referenced. Um, But it was definitely not smooth shots. You know, like we, we've figured out the dollies and and the tracks and stuff to make it like ultra smooth, but you could tell like some of them was like a little jiggle here and a little jiggle there. But the shot that got me was, was the, uh, the glass one. And, and I, I like, because that's the one that I, I spotted the glass moving really quickly. I'm like, wow, they just did that. I'm like, what did they do? And like, my brain was like, okay. And they had the, I'm sure they had the lattice work and it was like pushed together. And then, and then as soon as the camera got close, it, you know, they split it apart so that the camera could go through the lattice work as well, not just the glass. I, I thought that was a cool, a really fun shot. Um, the beggars. The beggars were really, really well organized for beggars. Yeah. Like remarkably well organized. <laughs> yep. That was interesting. It was great. Beggar the, army. The, the 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 what was it? The uh, bad not the bad guys, but the uh, criminals. They were like, oh, we'll go to the the beggar organization or whatever it's called, whatever they called it. Like it's a thing. And that's where the beggars go and they coordinate themselves. I, it was, I don't know, it was kind of funny. Um, the whistle. We talked about the whistle. I feel like the whistle was added after the fact. I don't know. Like it felt 
Like you never see him whistle. I did read that Peter Laurie could not whistle, so that was actually Fritz Lang whistling. That that yeah. was probably it then. Really good at whistling. Yeah, and and can they? I mean, back then, were they able to do things like after the fact? I don't. I don't even know if that's possible. Like. It seems like they had to, yeah, like they, a lot of the a lot of the foley stuff, like the breaking glass sounds and like the crashing and footsteps sounded very, um, yeah, very post production. Okay, okay, yeah, I didn't know how that would have worked back then. Um, but yeah, it just felt. Well, had, back, in Disneyland, they used to have a ride where you'd go and watch a movie, and then they'd have people like making the sound effects and like moving the the shoes along the sand or gravel and things like that. I don't know when I was a kid. At Disneyland, they had that ride. Nice. It was awesome. Um, Peter Lorre. <laughs> Rachel. Uh, <laughs> what did she do? Just laughing. Okay. Uh, the, oh, behind the scenes photo of one of their camera dollies. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, Are you kidding me? Share your screen, Mayor. No, she's she's posting links. I, I don't know. It's in the heckin' chat, man. Yeah. Well, everyone just has to look at it by themselves. Did you say yeah, heckin'? Really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Peter Laurie made a pretty good bad guy for like a, like creeped out creepy. Oh, that's a, that's all the cigars lined up on the table. That scene lasted so long, and they just sat with that guy counting out his cigars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at it. Look at uh, maybe it's Peter Lorre there. The guy, the guy, uh, two in the right. He's like, yeah, count those cigars. <laughs> this is this is great footage we're catching here. <laughs> oh, Fritz Lang, you mean? Is that him? I don't know if that's him or not, but that's what he's doing. It's like this is the shot. Um, speaking of shots. There was like this one weird, awkward crotch shot. I don't know if you yeah, guys. I love that one. <laughs> what was that? The sweaty police chief and the camera below the desk right up to his crotch. I just <laughs> passed a behind the scenes photo of them filming that. Hang on a second. I'll oh, geez. For you guys. Here it is. Okay, I'm posting this in this? the chat. You'll have to open it up yourself. I'm sorry. How did they do the crotch shot? I mean, they put a camera on the floor. <laughs> oh, and yeah. they elevated the they desk. Elevated, yeah, very cool. I don't know why they felt it necessary to get a crotch shot, but okay. Wasn't necessary. It was, and it was never done before. Good for him. Um, let's see. That's oh. such a gross picture. It's a gross picture. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay, what was I saying? Uh, the German, ger the, the German language, after lis just listening to this movie, it just feels like an angry language. It's just, they're just yelling. I want to hear like a love poem in, in German and like, because it just sounds angry. I love it. I love Germany and Berlin and Cold War espionage. I think it's great. Germany's great. Angry. Um, that is true. That is true. Uh, it should be footage. Oh, there were no credits. 
that was nice. It's like, oh, and it's over. Did you have a little message at the very end where it's like, the original was lost and this was pieced together and it was 97 minutes and now it's 117 minutes and that kind of thing? No. On the DVD, they had a little message right at the very end. About, maybe you like, got the extended version. But maybe, maybe I got maybe more you saw the weird them. stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Extra running around and drilling holes and, and building drilling holes i didn't understand that because the the bank there's a bank and there's a bank they had to drill the hole into the ceiling and then the guy lowered down through the rope and that guy was left behind and he's the one that the cops interrogated i I thought they had like broken in there to try to find peter laurie's character yeah they did yeah and they just were there so they when they they were trying to find him so that's what the police were confused about is like why did they break into this bank vault and they didn't take anything so they just thought that he might have been hiding in the vault and that's why they drilled the hole yeah well they they didn't open the vault they were the doors of the bank were alarmed and so if they tried to break open the doors of the bank then the police would get there and so they tried to go just through a ceiling so they had to drill through the the cement of the ceiling into the bank to see if Peter Delory was there. Uh, was Anthony, that not in your movie? It, it was, but there were, I, I kind of fell asleep a couple times. <laughs> okay. I was laying in bed. Yeah, yeah. I was watching it. So there were parts where I kind of drifted in and out. And I, I was falling asleep and I had to go to bed. And Rachel stayed up to like one watching it or whatever. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I did really like it. And I, loved that whole bank scene all of the drilling and the find like hide and seek kind of stuff and then peter laurie hiding his face every time just with his big eyes <laughs> i really like that I another thing i didn't understand too sean and i talked about this a little bit is like how did the police track him down like once they got to his room, they were able to find like the carving and the window ledge and all that. But like, why did they suspect him in the first place? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. I think they were just inspecting everyone's house. They, they were inspecting everybody. And it was particularly that was based on uh, people that were re- recently released from like insane asylums or something like that. Yeah, they had a Yeah, list. they were recently released from insane asylums having checked out that everything was fine with them. And that bothered me because I thought, well, usually people that murder someone, it's it actually ends up being the family members usually or someone close to the person. <clears throat> and I guess there's this stereotype that you have to be an insane person to go and murder somebody, but Anyway, that that part is kind of like irritated me. I don't know if anybody else felt that. That's true of like, it's true of like police procedurals in general. Like, yeah, like most murders are just, like most violent crimes are from someone you know, just as you're saying. And so like, I mean, a lot of these types of shows and movies, I don't know if this one is doing this, but a lot of these are like trying to make us afraid of like of the rest of the world that it's like, well, you should really be afraid of your neighbor or something. Well, pretty much every Agatha Christie murder mystery in like a closed room or a closed mansion house, 
someone gets murdered and they're like, it's got to be some crazy vagabond that comes through and breaks in the house. And that's like their first line of excuse. And the police is always just like, no, it's one of you guys. And we're going to figure out which one it is. <laughs> Why are you sharing uh, your screen, Mary? Are you showing something? Anthony wanted to redeem the German language. So we're going to take a moment. Nummer eins. Oh, okay. Ein Gedicht von Rainer Maria Rilke. Die Liebende. Das ist mein Fenster. Eben bin ich so sanft erwacht. Ich dachte, ich würde schweben. Bis wohin reicht mein Leben und wo beginnt die Nacht? Ich könnte meinen, alles wäre noch ich ringsum. Durchsichtig wie eines Kristalles Tiefe. Verdunkelt. Stumm. Okay, it is less angry. <laughs> that was real good too. Like I, I'm so touched. That that's. I mean, you just looked it up or whatever. But like, I shared great. it in the chat. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> you guys gotta pay better attention. <laughs> I, I, I at the same. Well, I was when actually it's, when it's the whole screen shared like that, you can't see the chat. I was oh. actually looking up a recording of Rilke at the same. And so that's why I didn't see it in the chat. <laughs> Great minds. I don't even speak German. I just know that. Okay. All right, Jason, did Karen like it? I'm still going. Oh, yeah. The, the no, next still thing, going. The Go through these items. Well, the next item yeah. is Karen's thing. Uh, this is a yeah. direct quote. That was a terrible movie. <laughs> um, so, Jason, I didn't you mind. I didn't mind it. I, 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 I love Karen. I liked it. Uh, but like, I, I don't know, just subject matter. She was a little nervous. She's like, what is this? Oh, this is not fun. Yeah. It's, um, yeah you'll it's have to apologize to both Karen and Will on my behalf. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, it, it brought up a few, uh, especially that end trial scene. Mm -hmm. It brought up some questions or some thoughts, like how the government essentially has a monopoly on death and they're they're they choose and they don't always make the best decisions yada yada uh mm -hmm. but then what should it be just mob rule we saw how mob rule turned out to be well it wasn't really mob rule it was organized mob trial no 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 sorry <laughs> that the mob rule as in before when the when the mobs sure. went crazy yeah. over like they might be the killer let's kill them yeah um and it felt like it got, uh, it took a long time to get around to that question. Cause I mean, they were like, that whole scene was about like, hey, should we kill crazy people? Like, this guy is, a, this guy is insane. He felt compelled. He couldn't stop himself. Should we kill him? Like, the, like that doesn't feel right. I mean, at least that's what the one, the, the, the defense attorney was, uh, was going for. Sure. Um, but it took a long time to get to that. I thought it was, it was in, and then and then it just like threw it away with like the last the the Elsie's mom or whatever the the woman saying that thing. By the way, I, I remember that the little girl's name was Elsie because that's my mom's name. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. Your um, mom's name is Elsie. How did I not know that? Yeah, I don't know. Everyone knows my mom's name. Yeah, Connie's great. So. <laughs> um. 
let's see. Yeah, that moral question, and then, then it was lost. Um, the the song, the the whistle song. <laughs> Karen was like, "This ruined that song for me. I will never listen to that song again with the same innocent naivete." <laughs> Funny. Um. Uh, if we were... oh, if I and and I bring up that then. T- 2019 version uh because like one of the thoughts that i had was if it were made today like it would be like crazy gory or something and and gross and disgusting and and it would show way too much um so i i'm kind of intrigued by the 2019 version to see what that would be not me um okay here's another thing i want to i want to argue against the defense attorney. Um, yeah, kill him. His his argument is flawed uh, because he took the word of of Peter Lorre, right? Uh, which was like, I felt compelled. I had to do it. I was compelled to do it. I, I he was insane, and he had to do it, and it wasn't premeditated or whatever. But we forget about those notes that he wrote to the police, and yeah, he, he like wrote bragging two. about it. Mm-hmm. two notes and he's like there's more to come or like you know like that's that's not like i felt compelled i had to do it in the moment no 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 that's a guy that's like excited for that to happen again um and and like yeah totally bragging about it so that that kind of threw that off yeah he can still be insane and in 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 a different spin but not like in a oh let's 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 put him in a cushy place, you know. It's not like he blacks out and doesn't remember anything, and it, he's not like responsible for his actions. If he's writing letters to the police bragging about it, of course yeah. he remembers it. Yeah, I'm sure 1930s German sanatoriums were cushy places. Uh, like, yes, clearly. <laughs> um, that is all my notes. Yeah, the high security wing of a uh, sanatorium. I'm comfortable with sending Peter Lorre there. <laughs> I felt like the notes seemed incongruent with what we saw of him though like I was yes. weirded out by like what he wrote in the notes because like when, when we see him like how he behaves and how he kind of waits <clears throat> until he can't like stop himself from like picking someone you know her, his next victim like that it just didn't jive with with the note for me i don't know no the you're you're absolutely right uh it did feel forced um another thing that i just thought about you know how in, uh, there's an indiana jones movie where they there's an argument that if indiana jones wasn't didn't do anything like he just like lost ark he just sat it out. Yeah. It, it would have just played out and everything would have been just fine. Yeah. Cause they would have opened up the Holy grail and yeah. everyone have, would have died. That's I how have I strong it. opinions about that argument. Okay. Because people always make that to be like edgy, like, Oh, that movie was so stupid. Indiana Jones didn't even do anything, but who cares? Like the movie isn't about Indiana Jones's ability to affect the plot. It's following him on this adventure that he had. Yes. Whether yeah. or not the same thing would have happened if he was there or not is completely irrelevant to how good the movie is. But the that's true. Died though, right? The monkey would have lived. 
yeah, take that, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he so, did affect some things in the movie. <laughs> so to bring it back, that's how I feel about the criminal syndicate. Like, the police... oh, you mean the police would have caught him? Yeah, anyways? that they felt kind of cheap at the end. How they go through this whole like kangaroo court, and then the police just grab him. And then you have the hand wringing mother saying, "You audience need to look out for children." Like, so what yeah. was the point of any of that? Uh, there was one thing that I realized that there would have been another victim, I guess, because they they did stop. Yeah, they saved victim. with the M on the back. Yeah, so there's that. Yeah, they saved the girl, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I... Community brought themselves together to save. Yeah, I thought, just brushing I thought, that one away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, whatever. But almost. <laughs> they almost didn't matter. <laughs> well, I thought, All right. Sorry. Carrie, please. Carrie, let's hear it. I just thought that the criminal element served as a really nice foil to the police, though, that it brought like another um, aspect of, you know, society. Like it wasn't just you know, a race to who was going to find him first and put a stop to him, but also like just different value systems and everything. Cause like even the criminals have a moral code. Yeah, everyone can agree that child murderers are the worst and we can all get on that same page. Even though they like break into this shop, like tie up the guy and torture him. whatever they were doing to that guy because they everyone stood in front of him while they were like beating him up why didn't they just throw him on the doorstep of the police oh Mm. because like let's assume they didn't trust the police so if they don't trust i get that well though they showed the judges at the very end and who knows what the verdict of the judges is going to be they talked about that specifically they were like oh just give you over to the police and you'll get an insanity plea and then you know maybe you'll get like maybe you'll be forgiven after so many years and then you're just going to do it again Mm. yeah they wanted to kill him right they basically just wanted to get rid of him yeah i i guess then like they'd have to somehow prove that he was the guy and then the hysteria would then end because then they they'd like here's the body here's the guy here's the proof everybody go back to normal somehow as opposed to a trial (laughs) as opposed to a trial which would have put that in the limelight the trial was interesting though at the end though too because it wasn't just organized crime like they had family members that were present there too to you know speak mm-hmm. for themselves and everything i don't know i just thought that was interesting so did peter laureate in his speech i was gonna try and watch it again but i didn't bother because i was irritated with the movie when it was done and i was like you know gross feelings of murder and all that but anyways did he in his speech like call the criminals um did he basically tell them that they also have a compulsion that they're not able to control or they are, they can control it. Yeah. He said the exact opposite. That he can't control himself, but they choose to be criminals. And if they just, you know, got real jobs, they wouldn't be like that. So he kind of painted himself as more innocent than them. Okay. 
Gross. All right. It's 820. Closing comments or sections. Oh, yeah. We haven't done what are you reading in a long time. I'm reading Saving Fish from Drowning. It's pretty good, I guess. It puts me to sleep, so that's good at night. Anybody else reading anything? No? (laughs) I started the Caribbean Mystery by Agatha Christie. That's a good one. That's one of the few that I remember who the murderer is afterwards. (laughs) That's Miss Marple. I usually like Poirot a lot better. Oh, I love Miss Marple. She's fine. She's great. She's no Hercule, but I'll take it. I finished Rebecca. Ooh, that's a good one. And I want to read Jamaica in in her other books. She wrote. Jamaica Are you now in? going to watch both versions of Rebecca on film? <clears throat> yes, and I thought maybe we could, but I don't know. Ooh, good idea. It's not your week. I mean, month. Week. It will be soon. It's Anthony's. <laughs> Anthony, what are you reading? Uh, I just finished reading this poetry collection. Um, and I'm reading Dune. And I'm reading, like, I'm at various points of finished of like five other novels that people wouldn't be interested in at all. <laughs> so good. I forgot that I did read Dune recently in preparation for the movie. Did you listen to it? Uh, so, so I heard that it was a rough read. Mm-hmm. And so I was so determined that I was going to read it mm-hmm. that I decided to do the audiobook while read while reading it along. And it was kind of nice, actually. I kind of enjoyed that. Wow. It was like, isn't that having... so much slower than reading though? Yeah. Doesn't it like hold you down? Yeah. But then like, there's some weird words and weird names and I'm like, oh, okay. change the speed on those. Yeah, like, yeah. You can listen really fast. Mm, I don't like that. I enjoyed it. Quite Rachel, they read really slowly for audio. When Rachel ups her reading speed, I don't like that at all. I like finding like a free version of YouTube and it's like a three hour long YouTube video that's just like a, the cover of the book. And I have that on the background at work. <laughs> yeah, if I if I don't like a book, then I up the reading speed. It's like, let's get this over with. We're going <laughs> 1, 1.3 speed. You, 1. 1.3 isn't that fast. <laughs> that's, that's as 1. fast 3 as I is go. Like standard. Yeah. <laughs> I no, know. That's I a know. that's a good speed. I it's, can't go below 1.5. No, two. one. Just one. Just one. Yeah. Just live in it. No, two is <laughs> for most. Do you guys listen to podcasts? Do you listen to podcasts at one speed? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I love podcasts at one, one speed. I do 1.2 on on podcast. There's a lot. How do you gotta speed it up? There's, there's, what am I hearing? I'm at work for it's... 10 hours a day from six in the morning. And then I drive there for 30 minutes. I'm not in a rush to get through these things. I want to milk them. <laughs> I've subscribed to these podcasts and I'm like, I'm done with my podcast. Got to wait till next week for new episodes. <laughs> <laughs> some, I like the delivery on some of my podcasts, so I don't want to speed it up too much. I, I get used to the, to my podcast that like, sped up and then every once in a while i'll have said i'll have turned back the speed 
and I'll hear like the intro music to the, I'm like, why are they playing their music so slowly? <laughs> All right. And uh, anybody have anything else? I think we talked more about this movie in detail than any other movie that we've had. Cause usually like we go on, we went on tangents this time, but we focused on the plot a lot and the message and the moral. It was good. Which I'm saying is a good pick, Sean. Good job. I think I think it's also it was an excellent pick. I think the quality of our commentary has demonstrably like increased as Carrie, Jessica, and Rachel have joined the podcast. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was going up with Paul because Paul was great, giving some great lectures, and when Paul like stopped coming. It's like, oh man, where's Paul at? Imagine if we had some educated guys, guys and then the girls, and me and Carrie and Rachel, and then Paul, we'd mm-hmm. be unstoppable. We need to get Paul back. We'd get up to twenty-five listens. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's one of the sec- the sections, right? Go to my anchor app. Ooh, Lady Hawk, nine plays so far. Room with a view. Five. It'll get there. Chad and Sean talk Weezer. 65. (laughs) Cinema Paradiso. Six. (laughs) All right. um, Drum roll. Anthony, give us like two or three movies that you were thinking of and then tell us the one that you chose. So I... I've long been thinking of us re- uh, watching Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> but we're not going to. <laughs> well, I might watch it anyways. Sure. Um, yeah. Just, I, I like the idea of that being something that comes up every time that <laughs> yeah. I'm going to recommend Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> um. But I joked last time about us watching the 2011 Carrie Joji uh, Fukunaga adaptation of Jane Eyre, starring Michael Fassbender and Mia Wasikowska. And a couple weeks, weeks later, I saw that it was coming to Amazon Prime. And so we're going to watch the 2011 uh, Jane Eyre because uh, it's really well made. Um, and I think that 19th century, like moody 19th century movies that are either literary adaptations or are about authors are my comfort movies. So um, we're going to watch Jane Eyre. But it's based on a novel, Jason. So I think there's more plot to it than there is. Well, if you choose Jane Eyre and then Rachel chooses Rebecca and then I choose Jamaica Inn, man, we're just like on a roll. I think I've seen that Jane Eyre like 50 times. Rachel's seen it so many times. Okay. I've seen like Jane Eyre, but not that version. And I've You've never that seen that one, Carrie? I have. <laughs> it's the best one. Great. We're going to watch it. Love it. And then uh, everyone get caught up on Great, Great British Bake Off. I'll get caught up. I want to see. I will watch the most recent. I know I won't like get the like 
but I'm going to watch the most recent episode that before, like whatever the most recent is before uh, we record next. Let me think if that's going to be a good one. Doesn't it's matter. like the semifinal. So it doesn't probably matter finished if by it's finished. So I'll watch the finale if it's finished. Yeah. Watch Jurgen win it all. He has to. Might be Giuseppe. Could be Giuseppe. Could be Chiggs, honestly. Chiggs is really good. He's, Star Baker. He's getting stronger. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's going to be great. So, okay. Oh, but Lizzie's cake was so good, though. It was really good for yeah, her. She, she really pulled. It, it out. She she pulled uh, an ace, Hollywood. just like just like Paul Hollywood said. She pulled an ace, and everybody else pulled an ace. Yeah. Oh man, Lizzie. Carrie, you've literally had months to watch this. Don't <laughs> wag your finger at us. <laughs> it was one of the best cakes I've ever seen, Carrie. It was really beautiful. Okay. I thought it was good. Oh. All things wacky. But when are we going to do this? What? Jane Eyre. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seconds. That's right. That's the section. Thank you, Mayor, for bringing us back on track. How's everyone's December? Is it really busy? Not really. <clears throat> Is it? Are we good with Wednesdays still? Yeah. Should we just do 15? Sure. Yeah. No. no no 15 should we do week of christmas 22 i would go i would rather do the 8th than, than the 22nd should we do the 8th that's that's fine 8th or 22nd are both fine because basically from like the 20th to the end of the month i'm gone priorities jessica priorities well i will be in utah we could have a uh Ooh, in person yeah Come on, Sean and Carrie and Chad and Rachel, oh, basically everybody else. I want to go Thanks, to you. You and I are important. <laughs> and Will. I'm and getting Paul. my booster shot on Tuesday, so I'll be extra ready for any in-person. Oh, which guidance. one is it? Uh so I got the Johnson and Johnson originally, which is part of the reason I need a booster shot. Uh, uh, so I'm getting the Moderna on Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Ooh, so if I got a Moderna one, two, I got two Modernas back in the spring. So are they doing boosters for that? They haven't announced it for everybody yet, but that's coming really soon. So oh. right now it's for Pfizer and Moderna boosters for high risk. Uh, Johnson and Johnson, because the one shot is less effective than the two shots of the others, they are recommending the Johnson and Johnson booster for everyone that got Johnson and Johnson. Cool. Good luck, Anthony. Thanks. You're going to pull through. I know you will. I already had COVID once. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Have we not talked about that? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't think so. I had, I had it in August. Yeah. Just like three months ago? Mm -hmm. Where was I? Uh, maybe I didn't talk about it. The Oh, did you go up well, to Idaho and get it there? No, I don't know. I don't I'm not quite sure how I got it. <laughs> Good night, kisses. Um I'm not quite our our youngest stays up the latest. I don't know how that works. But um <laughs> uh 
Did anyone else catch it, Anthony, or just you? Yeah, uh, so all of my immediate family members that are genetically related to me, we all got it. My son, Ben, never had any symptoms. nuts well i'm glad you pulled through and you'll pull through this time too i know you will all right the eight six thirty. i'll keep in mind six thirty. maybe i'll even post it on the facebook at the time because usually i just do the dates i, mean, I just want to make a request that in preparation for this sean you do a deep dive and watch every film ad- adaptation of jane Eyre that's ever been made just re- I, i've never read the I've never read, read the book. And read, read the, the book. So and then you'll probably be at like Carrie and Maya and Rachel's level. <laughs> that's what I have pulled up on the other screen is like I need to find the ebook so I can read it. Yeah. There's a but. Timothy Dalton version. And it's great. How many versions are we talking here? There's a lot. I mean, there's like... probably been at least one in every decade since movies started existing. And there's also been a few TV adaptations. Yeah. At least we're not and watching North great. and South miniseries. How many times you watched that, Rachel? Oh, you're muted. Not enough. The answer uh, is not enough. First time I watched that, I watched it again. I did that too. Carrie, have we talked about that? Probably. That is one of the most fantastic miniseries. The there was a time when I could not fall asleep without watching that movie. <laughs> there are eight <laughs> okay. silent Jane Eyre's alone. <laughs> read the novel, Sean. I'll read it too. It's good. I'll try. Good. I have zero attention span lately, so I haven't read much in a long Listen time. Listen to the audiobook at 1.3 speed. I, I think I'll that's send, what I'll I send you do. some of my ADHD medication. I'm sure that's, <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I need. Are you yeah. listening to music, Sean? Are you listening to podcasts? Yeah, I've been I've been listening to Weezer. And no, I've actually been listening to a lot more music lately than I have before. It's kind of weird. It's like for a long time, the like switch turned off in my brain where I wasn't liking music as much, but I was like devouring books and it like flipped on me. So yeah. now mu- that music is like great, but books aren't really holding my interest as much. That's awesome. I don't know. It's because of Weezer. It's because of Weezer. So I think the only version I had seen was the William Hurt one from like the mid nineties. Wait, really? With Charlotte Gainsbourg. You haven't seen the Toby Stevens one from like two thousand eleven, two thousand seven. I don't it's, think so. I don't remember. I think that's the best one. Oh, Anthony, you really picked a good one. All right, that's it. I move that we adjourn this episode of Movie Club. Any seconds? Well, can I, Jessica I, just give me a list? Just text chat a list of your favorite Jane Eyre's and I'll do some research. <laughs> some research. Add Rachel yes. to the text thread. We yeah. want yeah. all the Jane Eyre movies. Is Rachel not on the thread? Make a new no. thread with Rachel. Rachel's not on the thread. I'll make a new thread and add her. Also, just... one of these future episodes, I'm going to have to go through and make everyone tell me what their number is so I can add you all on my phone. It's just numbers right now. <laughs> is, is Paul not going to happen? Like... Are we still holding out hope for Paul? I'm hold, I I hold out hope for Paul forever. So, it, there will forever be a "Where's Paul?" segment. <laughs> says he's never coming back. He's, he's our Elijah. We always save a seat for <laughs> right. him. <laughs> All right. Any seconds? Yeah. Second. Are you sure? Or you want to keep on talking? Hey, who, who's picking the next movie? Anthony. Oh, no, no, next that? month. Ah. Next one. Oh.
me right things got really complicated there for a little bit with like new members and people missing out i think we need a spreadsheet i think it's i think it's jason right jason yes. and then chad and then we're oh we're skipping me to... i've already chosen like five times i can i don't want to be part of it yeah maybe we do need a spreadsheet i'm thinking maybe uh maybe just a we'll just do jane airs since there's so many options let's just do this them is now a jane air podcast yeah well we can go over to jane welcome. austin's welcome dear reader we could read all of the bronte sister novels first before we can we watch persuasion jane, jane rachel really likes persuasion too we'll just watch movies that rachel likes to watch all right see you guys Bye. Until the eight. Leave me.